Before we begin today's episode, we have our patrons over at Patreon. They are Aperba, Nate Hansen, Rock the Green, Andy Herbrandt, Lauren L., Paul Campaneshi, Kelby Goodman, Greg Whalen, Zach Duran, Daniel and Cara Lighting, and John Goals. Thank you guys so much for supporting our podcast. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the Dairy State. We as always are your hosts, I am Eric. And I'm Russ. And today we are talking about an amazing tourist destination here in western Wisconsin called House on the Rock and the story of the man behind the House on the Rock. And uh, that's Alex Jordan, so we will dive into that here in a little bit. We also have great Wisconsin music from J.E. Sund, and that is uh, uh, a great suggestion that we had yeah, awesome. uh, by an, an amazing uh, Patreon subscriber, uh, it's, it's Daniel. Cr- I like It's so weird discovering new, like really good music in Wisconsin that you don't hear about. Like, I, and, and like, I love it. I love it, yeah. You know, we have a, we have a pretty booming like uh, pop punk uh, alternative kind of you know scene, and then we have uh, a, a pretty booming like hip hop or, or rap kind of scene, um, and then of course northern Wisconsin, uh, even parts of Milwaukee as well, uh, and, and into Madison. But then northern, we have some pretty good um, like bluegrass artists, uh, amazing bluegrass artists. If I if I oh yeah can be uh, you know a little bit proud of my state right now, but th- this type of music, I, I you know it's it's something that. Uh, it's different than what we've, you know, necessarily played, um, but it's really good. Yeah, there's a definitely like composition and stuff, and different instruments that have been composed in right. the songs. That's really kind of uh, the 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 I guess what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I was doing it's, it horribly. I mean, like I mean, like when you're in, like in a punk punk or indie band or something, it's kind of just like you you figure out those four chords and they have like maybe three different parts or something, yeah. right? Like this is actually composed on. There layers. might be a bridge. Yeah, but not always. Not necessarily. It's just going to be four fast chords, and that's. I mean, it. like B- Bon Iver and some of the other ones we've had actually kind of have more of that. But like, there's definitely yeah. compositions and layers. Actually, that's and, a good. That's and, a good. In stru- structuring and everything like yeah. that, and you can tell like in the music. So incredible vocalist, uh, um, J. E. Sund, and, and the, the, like I said, the music is great. Plus, we're going to be promoting a, a bunch of Wisconsin dates uh, for J.E. Sund as yeah, well. Yeah, upcoming this month. Um, so so it, uh, between June and July, you have a, a, a pretty great opportunity to uh, go and, and physically see this artist live on stage. So. And, I, and I may or may not be at the one at Cafe Carp. Yeah, dude. I that, might actually go to that show. It's close. Yeah, it's so really we close. we might as well. Um, you can come down 26 and I can meet you there. Yeah, um, sounds like a great plan. Yeah. So, uh, of course, we have another great uh, beer review. Uh, how many locos you at? <sighs> really bringing it here on this episode. And hey, we wanted to say uh, thanks uh, for the uh, how many locos articles too from uh, Greg. Oh wow, he, um, Greg found some good. He ones. He pumped us up. Way to go, Greg! Yeah, That's awesome. I mean, like, like sometimes, like we have a lot of them. 
but a lot of times it's like we don't like they're so similar you know they're like some of them like we don't feature the ones where people die right really bad shit like I mean, the if most there's, if there's like kids involved, a I, lot I of know. times we try to edit those ones out. And sometimes I kind of like I even felt bad about the racing minivan one right. <laughs> after the fact. I'm like, ah, uh, but it turns probably out on the edge of like what we would actually cover. Right. It, it was it was edging near was risque. like risque. Yeah, exactly. So we, there's a lot that we try to buffer out and 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 edit out so that way you know we're not. Uh, you know, we're not highlighting certain ones uh, where where do, really tragic things happen. I guess before and, we begin, do you have a favorite one that we've had? I, I my favorite one is the Quick Trip Deuce. Remember the one that he just shit in the candy bar aisle? That's that right. one's pretty good. I or, thought, the cop shooter's pretty good too. The one wasn't the there a Menards color. one too? Um, There's some pretty good ones. Like he was there to just pick up like lumber and shit, and then like the person that that was back there helping to like load his truck. Was like, dude, you, you reek are fucking booze, dude. <laughs> yeah, your breath yeah. smells like fireball. Just bro. get some like, two by fours, and he's fucking, fucking four. Yeah, so he like called, he he called the you know the cops on him, and and before he even left the Menards parking lot, he was getting, you know, arrested and shit. So, <laughs> but the, yeah, the, there's so many, yeah, I love different them. ones. Uh, they all kind of seem to spill over and sound like the the same stuff. But, um, overall, honestly, man, it's um, it, it's it's nice to have a supporting cast kind of behind us too. Uh, and, and we urge everybody, if you can stop over at, uh, WI or, uh, um, Wisconsin drinking history.com. Um, you can email us right through there, which if you want the email address, it's WI drunken history at gmail.com. Yeah. I'd love here. Um, I love seeing all the form submissions. Yeah. Too. But it's, it's been awesome. It's, it's easier really if cool. you just go to Wisconsin drunken history.com, hit contact and, and you can compose the email right in there. Um, and, and, if you got suggestions for any of this stuff, the yeah. music, the locos, you know, uh, uh, a topic, uh, music, you know, we get those all the time. Feedback, too. Keith yeah. has sent us a bunch of really great uh, topics that we're currently still trying to, uh, you know, put together the episode to make sure that it's uh, coherent and and uh, educational. Um, That's the hardest part is piecing it all together. Like, like a lot of reasons I haven't covered like the big topics. There's yeah. so much information. Like how do you sum that down into 10, 15 minutes? We got to get all the important stuff. So challenging, like and Georgia O'Keefe or Frank Lloyd Wright. Like, how do like you? We've been that avoiding up? those topics because for of that a while reason. Because it's it's like slowly. The episode's going to be four hours. You know? Yeah, and like the one I do have is like ten pages. I'm trying to whittle it down to make it like you know digestible <laughs> for an audience exactly. and not a not a not a freaking lecture. Yeah, you know, like that's and and we don't want that. We're trying to keep in mind too that we're we're going to do this with you know a, a few beverages in our body oh yeah for sure i mean <laughs> yeah. which is why we get a lot of some bad flack which is i think it's funny honestly. i think it's hilarious and like that's another um, thing too yeah feedback is really appreciated too like if you guys it. have any suggestions or you know maybe you want us to cover something else or, or, or you just want to give us a digital high five yeah or if uh, you just want to say you guys are fucked yeah like that's okay too we're, we're good too yeah we're all right with that that's i fine. like to be that's... humbled every once yeah. in a while <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, you're an idiot. Thanks. T- take those guys down a notch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they needed to be brought down a peg. Um, but yeah, if you if you can stop by the website and uh, there's there's also links to Patreon if you want to learn more about how to become a supporter. Uh, plus, there's a bunch of uh, Wisconsin drunken history uh, items that you can purchase. Uh, and and uh, we we do have a collab with uh, Nate Hansen over at Hansen Screen Printing. Um, you, you can access that on his website, uh, but the items, they were 
more geared towards uh, uh, like winter time. Like this was the <laughs> yeah, yeah, this was the brainchild of of uh, of us and and saying hey zip zip hoodies um and and uh stocking caps right yeah the one was cool it's like a hunting cap yeah. which would have been sick so to have, but we do have that they are available you can purchase them uh it's all embroidered stuff um at one point we'll make a post about it where you can find that stuff there might even be like a qr code that you can scan to get there but um we're gonna we're gonna take some pictures with some of the stuff that we've uh that we've received and uh we'll make a whole thing about that here in a little while I promise you it's good stuff. It's just it might not be great for 80, 90 degree June and July weather. Uh, but, hey, the good part about Wisconsin is winter's always around the corner. So never too early to prepare for that. <laughs> yeah, and, and we're, we're kind of we, we were kind of just wanted to apologize for missing a week, too. We uh, both are yeah. really busy right now. Eric, you want to talk about your touring? I mean, you're basically playing a lot now. Yeah, yeah. So the band uh, that I'm playing in, Sons of Leroy, is uh, playing quite a few shows. We're we're booked pretty good into the summer now where we've got a couple festivals on uh, the calendar as well uh das fest and like elkhorn and, and yeah, things cool. like that so it's uh, a lot of good shows coming up uh it, it's been it's been fun it's challenging uh i've never been a drummer before in a band so it's uh, it's fun to uh to really kind of get out of my comfort zone and and play something a little different and and then even the type of music that we play um some of the music I, I, I'm a huge fan of some of the music I'm just learning now, you know, it's older stuff and, uh, but it's been, it's been cool and, uh, I, I, I love doing it. It's just sometimes, you know, we get these last <laughs> yeah, minute yeah. calls to come into a show and, um, you know, you, you, you gotta you do feel, you, gotta you do. feel bad, you know, saying no, uh, you gotta help out, uh, you know, the, the local bars and restaurants that, that want to that want to feature you and then it gets you kind of a foot in the door too. So, and yeah, I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat too. I've been, I just started classes at Purdue university for yeah. um, agri-science and soil science, agribusiness and stuff like that. So been kind of busy myself. So it was kind yeah. of nice that we did have that week off to kind of get caught up on my class and, but always great to be back in the studio. That's for and sure. And remember, don't bang your teacher. All right. You know, good thing is it's online distance. And I'm not well, the don't sp- cyber bang. I'm, your I'm not the spice. I'm not the spiciest character. Let's just throw yeah. it out there. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, it, it, all all great things. Uh, we can't thank everyone enough for kind of hanging in there and and, yeah, and supporting putting us. up with not only our our antics, but then also you know if we <laughs> if we need a week off, you know, um, it's uh it's always welcome, which is great. You know, we've received even feedback about taking a week off. You know, someone said, Hey man, it's cool. It happens. Like you guys deserve it. Take a week. You know, I kind of, um, it was cool. I think there was one too where like, he's like, Oh man, I'm going to w- miss the Wisconsin every week, you know, yeah. for like this week. But that's yeah. cool. that somebody like actually like regularly listens and subscribes to it. Like, yeah. I, I thought that was cool. Cause I mean, sometimes we say some shit out here. Like, I don't know how we can keep, <laughs> keep doing this, you know, like it's, well, <laughs> they can't cancel someone that's yeah. also really not popular but like so. <laughs> just just the dumb stuff like mike mcdonald how to even come into like i, I think oh we were talking about the dubs the doobie bros but then it just became a joke like it just I don't know. It yeah. Did, yeah yeah it really carried itself into a it really did a whole spiral i keep forgetting how it came all over it was weird <laughs> yeah, but it was came, yeah it was fun and somehow everybody else uh heard about it yeah and, is, and it, that song is has exploded once again that's a, yeah it's awesome um trending i believe um let's go ahead and jump into the the main segment here which is uh the man behind the the house on the rock yeah so i know eric have you been to house on the rock 
I got to I got to admit I don't I don't remember ever going. I, okay. I think there might have been a school field trip one time and and uh I I probably had piss poor grades and couldn't go or something like that or Cuz the question I always ask somebody like after they've been there like how do you describe House on the Rock? Yeah. It's the most challenging thing to describe to someone because a, you start off in this like amazing house. It's built on like a rock, basically. Yeah. There's music, music instruments that play themselves. Mm. There's like carousels, organs, uh, collection of armor. There's guns, bullets, like stuff from like you could never get, like just crazy collections of things. <laughs> so like, how do you describe that? It's just so eclectic that yeah. you can't describe it. You just got to go. <laughs> it's like a junk drawer. It really is. It's I like, mean, it's a little just, bit of everything. You open it and you're like, well, I hope what I'm looking for is in here because everything else is. Yeah. And I mean, they even have like circus history. Like it just, it doesn't end. Like there's That's... so many collections that it's crazy to like <laughs> even go through it. Cause you're just like, what? I just went from armor to like machine guns to big tractors to like you know it's like it's an like, adhd person's yeah mind oh for sure in this one bill it's like it really is i really want to get into collecting but i'm not sure what i want to collect so i'm just going to collect everything yeah i mean and only get maybe get like one or two of it <laughs> basically what it is i mean like in the collections are like he i mean there must have been like a lot of like money involved to get these collections because they're just unreal right right i mean like replica like hats like like um what do they call them crowns they had like replica crowns from the from England that were made, I think. Oh, wow. here. Yeah, there's, it's crazy. It's craziness. Yeah. But you got, I want, gotta have a crown. But I want to talk a little bit about the guy behind House on the Rock and kind of how it came to be. Not necessarily like what's in there. So. Yeah, yeah, sure. And that, which is our show is about is history. So Alex John Jordan was born in Madison, Wisconsin in 1914 to Mary Magdalena Pregler and Alex P. Jordan. He spent his whole life living in Madison and he attended St. Norbert's High School in De Pere, Wisconsin. And after graduating high school, he attended University of Wisconsin-Madison. Way to go. Badgers go. And he declared pre-med as his major. About one year after college, Alex grew restless and dropped out. Hey. Gotta do what you gotta do. I mean, school's not, not that fun. I was just gonna say, college isn't for everybody, and for sure, you know, uh, at least he figured it out uh, about a year in instead yeah. of, you know, three years in. Yeah, and Alex actually ended up going kind of job to job, and he was he was a taxi driver for a while. He worked for uh, Ray, Rayovac, yeah, the battery batteries. company. Yeah. He also worked for his father, maintaining a family apartment building, the Via uh, Via Maria, and he also worked construction for his father. While working for his father, he acquired the basic knowledge of construction. And during World War II, he worked as the Badger Ordnance Company making ammunition, which is cool. kind of cool, yeah. That's probably a company we should look into, too, Badger Ordnance Company. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. I yeah, because I don't think I've really... I think some of the buildings, like, they tore some of those buildings down, but you used to be able to go in some of those, the ordnance buildings. And nice. actually see, like, they're obviously nothing's there, but they're just, like, concrete structures. Right, Used right. to be able to go in and check out. And in the 1940s, Alex discovered Deer Shelter Rock and began having small picnics atop the rock. He then started bringing his tent out and camping out, and one night he, his tent got blown away, and from that day, Alex decided he wanted to build something more stable, and that was the beginning of the dreams and where the location of House on the Rock would be. Would be. Yeah, hey, every good dream starts with a tent getting blown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Pitching a tent, bro. Wow. Alex started off by renting the rock and a bit of land around it from a local farmer. He built a, a small studio with a fireplace, and then Alex, with the help of his parents, purchased the 240-acre property so he could build as he pleased. What took shape on and around Deer Shelter Rock was truly pretty remarkable and a kind of a crazy achievement. Yeah. And I always tell anybody, if I won like a billion dollars, it'd be so cool to have that house. Just like how, it's just so neat. Yeah. Yeah. And 
how much would it cost to actually buy it? Right. Just think about how hard it was to make. Because it, it, well, and, and I imagine you probably can't actually buy you it. You probably it's can't. It's probably but... a Wisconsin historical site or something like that. So, And I'm sure they make can... enough money where it's like, it's pretty sustainable. Right, I mean, It's right. such a popular tourist exactly. destination. But if you, if you had, if there was a dollar value, it would be, it would be high, I'm assuming. And, and it would be cool to own. I don't know what the upkeep on something yeah, like that is, but up on a up, up on a, a, a freaking rock, basically. <laughs> yeah. It's like a more remarkable. Um, he actually built much of the original house by carrying up the materials up a sixty foot chimney of rock, which is pretty nuts. Jesus, and that would be crazy. And obviously, when you're building something on a rock like a house, I mean, it's going to attract attention, right? I'm sure. And Alex became kind of irritated because you know. People kept coming up to him while he was working on this thing. So he decided he's going to charge people 50 cents to visit the house, thinking it would get them away. However, people actually wanted to they go and see this. They gladly paid yeah. it. Yeah. And in 1960, Alex decided to open the house on the rock to the public. This increased the interest and crowds grew. All of the money that was taken in over the years was put directly back into the house on the rock, as Alex actually didn't have any other source of income at the time. Well, I mean, he, Pretty he his parents had to help him buy the yeah, damn property. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And in 1964, Alex suffered a heart attack, damaging 30% of his heart, where he barely survived. And this halted um, his smoking of cigarettes. Um, he smoked four packs a day. Pretty pretty good. And it's like a lot of Jesus my family Christ. were smokers, dude. So I, but I four did. packs a day? Holy shit. Drinking and eating whatever he did when he was hungry. It's and, like 120 uh, cigarettes Sleeping a day. at odd times. And the FAA actually had to take away his pilot's license that he had because of the medical issue, yeah, um, which yeah. is probably a pretty big upset to somebody who actually enjoys flying yeah um and so the, he actually like he, there actually used to be an airstrip near the house on the rock workshops where he actually used to fly in but obviously he couldn't do that anymore right and after that because of that kind of a heart heartache he actually had to drive from madison back and forth um and in 1972 alex was involved also in a fatal car near accident. fatal car accident yeah, yeah. um and he had hit the back hit a horse broadside and sustained multiple injuries, included a broken neck. And although he recovered and continued his dream at the House on the Rock, he lived the last years of his life in chronic pain, which... Yeah, sucks. I mean, anything to do with spine or neck injuries uh, generally leaves you with, uh, like like it says, chronic pain. And and there really isn't a, a great solution in, in most cases. You know, my mom has had chronic back pain. Uh, it's debilitating. And, it is. Really. It, it makes you... It, I mean... Even a simple task uh, laying down to go to sleep is absolutely agonizing. And so I can only imagine um, after suffering such an incredible heart attack and now this near fatal car accident where he's got, you know, really bad back and spine issues. I mean, as, as the, the old 80s cock rock band says, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Because like literally yeah. when you when you every heard, rose has a thorn. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to that wise words. <laughs> but I remember I remember. Welcome to the jungle. No, 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 knees, knees. <laughs> but remember, I remember I remember hurting my back one time and like you don't realize how much you fucking need your back. Like literally I was crawling around for yeah. like a week while I, like, I sustained like an injury as a sprain. But. I went to the doctor. He's like, yeah, you probably only have a couple of weeks, but like just having that <laughs> a couple of weeks to live. Hey, no, like a couple of weeks so you can oh, be back to like normal. Pain. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually right now. I'm the ghost in the say, studio. I would drop that doctor right away. You're, you're dead. Bud. He's like, you sprained your back. It's going to, it's a you're matter probably gonna of days. Die. Just saying, like, just a matter of days before it's <laughs> yeah, over, bud. Yeah. Yeah. 
You might as well start smoking four packs a day. And what's kind of sad about all this is Alex devoted pretty much all of his time and money to the House on the Rock. It was like kind of his life, dream, and passion. And he was only able to stay at House on the Rock four nights of his life. Wow. Yeah, and Eric, Alex actually lived super modest in a small apartment in Madison in one of the buildings his parents that he managed for his parents. He never married nor had ever children. However, he lived close by his lifelong companion, Jenny Olson, whose apartment adjoined his own. She was the love of his life and with him to the end. And wow. on December 14th, 1988, Alex sold the house on the rock to longtime business associate Art Donaldson, a collector and businessman from Janesville, Wisconsin, who shared many of the interests that Don uh, Alex shared. And the Donaldson family still owns and operates um, House on the Rock as a privately held family business. Oh. Yeah. I recommend anyone go and check it out because, like, I can't even describe it. So there is the, a possibility to purchase this because it is, it is definitely a privately held business. You might be able to, yeah. All right. You got to have you got to have the capital, but you could probably do it. I mean, I mean, four dollars or something. I just I just got to make start making some like really <laughs> shitty auto tune music that makes it to the radio. Yeah. And buying this thing. Yeah. Let me get my uh, calculator and I'll start punching <laughs> yeah. up some numbers. And so Alex Jordan was a complex and creative man filled with boundless energy. And after the sale of House in the Rock, Alex became the artistic director up until his death. He pretty much never grew old and always had imagination and. Um, Though his body did fail him in the end, the story kind of continues. And Alex was hospitalized on uh, October 11, 1989, and he passed away from congestive heart failure, surrounded by friends and family on November 6, 1989. His final request was that his ashes be distributed over House on the Rock, which was done in December of 1989. That is crazy because, you know, like you mentioned, uh, the, the sale of it was December 1988. Yeah, like a so year within, late, basically a year within the year yeah. uh, of selling it, uh, he passed which away. Which is pretty, which is pretty depressing. But at the same time, it's like it. He made such a cool creation that lasts in our state, and it's such a huge tourist attraction. And like, not yeah. a lot of people. Like, I've talked to a lot of people in Wisconsin that have never been there. Like you. Well, and, and there are signs. Uh, I mean, as far south, you know, here, like into like. Elkhorn and Walworth County area, where Rock it says County, go, all to, over. go to standing you know, or a house on the rock, rather. Um, so it is. It is an absolute incredible attraction, like you're saying. I've only seen, uh, you know, all these pictures and, and things that they have uh, available. Just Google image searching. Um, hadn't had a, a you know really any chance to to get up there and, and visit and and become a tourist. Uh, but that is definitely on my on my short list of things to do then this summer is to just drive out there quick. Yeah, definitely do it. Go it's, go do the tour. It's not quick because it's a huge tour, but it's cool. And right. like the one thing I like, one of my favorite pieces there is actually. Um, do you like the movie The Godfather? Oh hey yeah, who doesn't? Uh, it's like a great movie, right? But when you walk up um, into the main house, when you first get there, there's a a picture frame that you can see through, and there's instruments in the back that are real instruments that are actually mechanically controlled and it plays a theme from Godfather, which oh, is nice, really cool. And I can't wow. even imagine the maintenance of that place with all those instruments. If like one thing goes wrong, like it doesn't play the orchestra, you know? Yeah. Like, because like, they have one room called the Blue Danube, which is like a old classical music song. I mean, it's just insane. It's insane. Like you got to see it for yourself because it's yeah. just hard to like even say what it is. I wouldn't even have gathered in my wildest imagination that that's things that they had there. Yeah. You, I thought it was just a house built on a rock. And you're like, oh, cool. That's where a guy slept one time. It's so much more, but it is so much more involved. And and honestly, just like a, a almost like a fucking fever dream of things that are in it there. is, yeah. And yeah, and that's why I say it's just hard to explain. You kind of got to just go there for yourself. And I mm -hmm. hope you guys do. And uh, if you have any favorite things from there, be sure to uh, comment. 
Yeah, definitely. Check it out and then uh, leave us some sort of remarks. If you've been there or if you recently go, uh, just let us know Yeah, what your favorite uh your favorite piece was inside there or, or uh, a favorite uh, memory that you have from there. All right. Now on to our Wisconsin music segment, yeah. which uh, again, kind of just to, to mention uh, once more that uh, this was actually a suggestion that we had from uh, Daniel and, and Cara and the, the, the artist, you know, is, is uh, J E Sund uh, and, Russ and I are trying to wrap our heads around, or try to find something comparable, some, some but sort of comparison. It's really unique, yeah. And if it's you will. Uh, the the musical composition here is incredible. Uh, it feels like a kind of a a, a slow jazz uh, that is just it's, amazing. It's super um, chill. Like I I love the piano, is. and I love kind of like that. Um, it's like almost like a seventies organ. Yeah, and I can't think of the name of that organ, but like, like the a doors, Rhodes. yeah, like the doors kind of used one similar yeah. to that, like that seventies, and Fender Rhodes, and like piano. the the smooth kind of music, like the smooth vocals, like really go along with yeah. the sound, like it, it's it's awesome, it's really unique, a great like uh, low tuned drum set as well. You can hear the toms are are big and boomy, uh, the the heads aren't super tight, you know they're. Just uh, all of those decisions uh, that go into, um, you know, hey, we wanted to add this Rhodes piano. We wanted to do this uh, slick, you know, bass uh, opening. Uh, not really a bass opening, I shouldn't say, because there's uh, other instruments kind of working at the same time. But uh, the that bass line that just kind of tosses back and forth between two, you know, two notes, it, mm-hmm. you know, is incredible and and the bass tone is amazing uh it, it sounds like it's as smooth an as older vocals. an older 70s style you know bass boomy as hell though uh, yeah good low end mm-hmm. very good uh and then uh kind of like we mentioned before too great vocalist oh yeah um, amazing i'm surprised we've never heard of yeah goes goes uh into full singing uh great notes into falsetto pretty well and it's just like um it is it is a a, a full on like just musical masterpiece and like and like we said it's like composed it's yeah. it's like actually somebody constructed this it's not like put together with four chords I mean it's definitely it is like yeah. pretty amazing and yeah actually he was he was actually originally from Wisconsin currently yeah. based in uh, Minneapolis correct? yeah 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 so booming music scene in Minneapolis oh, yeah, there's a you know like Pachyderm uh, uh, recording studio is a really popular recording studio where, um, you know, a lot of really big name artists, uh, have, have recorded over the years, um, is, uh, a, it's a little further out from Minneapolis, but, um, nonetheless, it is a full like recording complex. You have this amazing studio, but you also have a house on site that, um, the, the recording artists actually get to stay at and things. And, um, I would imagine that, you know, that, the the, even the, thought or the chance to record at pachyderm would be awesome and you kind of have to be a part of that minneapolis culture um but this is the perfect music to be able to do there uh and 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 also i i can't even imagine what seeing this live is going to be like it is fantastic what's really wild about minneapolis too is like through the decades has always been some kind of legend that has come from minneapolis absolutely yeah you know like what bob dylan you yeah. got Prince. You got yeah. Motion City, who we were like massive um, fan. I mean, we listen of. to that, oh, but front to back. And yeah. now we got J.E. Sun. Yeah. 
and it's it's great because they're all kind of different. Yeah, for sure. No, no, none of those artists are yeah, def- really similar. Definitely more like contemporary with the times, yeah. you know. And I, I love the music. I I hope you guys too, and I hope it like you know gives you a little bit of that soothe and the smoothness you need on a Sunday before you have to go back to the the grind, the grind, or like yeah. whatever you want to call it, the cattle pen. Before you get back on grinder, this is uh, <laughs> whoa. This is a go. good. This is a good way to sort of reset your Sunday, you know, tune. You know, in my opinion. So you're going grinder, not Tinder. You're going. I don't know. You, you might grinder it. You That's know. where you get yeah. sandwiches, right? You meet up and you just <laughs> yeah. give each other hoagies and grinders. Cousins tugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All joking aside, obviously. Yeah. No. Definitely. This is amazing stuff, and I, I'm, I'm absolutely. Thrilled to have been introduced to this, and uh, the song that we chose for this episode is uh, "Stop Caring." And the the message behind it, even just within the opening here, is, "Hey, I have a life, and I'm I feel like I'm doing it wrong," which is how how many people have, have felt that way? I know I have multiple times in my life. I feel that way every day. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a kid that doesn't know what he wants to do with his life. I know. I, it's all. It'll never change. I feel like generationally too, it's getting that way even worse. Where you know the um, kids nowadays are basically just like, I don't, I don't really want to join the workforce. I'd rather do this other thing that makes me actually happy. Um, and, and so, like I said, the the message behind this can actually just really we can all relate to. Uh, feeling in you know uncertain of, of what you're doing uh and is this really what i should be you, you basically think i've got like 60 good years to to do something here and and we know that uh, you know as a human species there's planned obsolescence we're going to be dead and gone you know 67 you lucky if you get 60 70 80 years um some people die tragically but the the point being you know, I always feel like, you know, oh, was going to the Brewer game, you know, the, today the best decision I could have made was, you know, traveling to St. Louis last week, you know, the best thing I could have done. Every, you, you question everything when in reality you, you got to just kind of you just flow do with it. it, flow with it. Yeah, exactly. Whatever comes your way, just do it. And um, I love that the music is so beautiful in this. Uh, there are the, the message is is. Um, you know, relatable. Uh, it's a great song. Uh, and this was, I think a newer one, uh, from, uh, J E Sund as well. So, uh, go and check out uh, more music. We'll, uh, we'll give you some dates here after we check out this song, but, uh, let's go ahead and jump in. This is stop caring. i 
Sund, stop caring. Great song. Absolutely, I love man. it. I, I mean, I, I honestly will probably buy more of the album when I get home. Oh, like yeah. I always do. Yeah. Spend all our money that we make on this <laughs> podcast on music. Well, stop buying do. music. Like literally, when we went to the Seesaw show too, it's like I, I can't not buy Wisconsin music. I ended you up buying an album. Bo- I bought both of them oh, that's on, right. on vinyl. Yeah. 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 And um, well, the one was a limited release. Uh, um, it was cool. I got a color vinyl. They asked me which one I wanted. Of course, I had to go green. One of my favorite colors. Actually, blue is my favorite color, but I really like green. I like, and if, if I'm going to choose, I'm going green. <laughs> so, <laughs> just had to throw it out there. Hey guys, if you're looking at getting Russ anything, make sure it's uh, blue or potentially green. Yeah, I, we're not really sure what his favorite color is at this point. Like the, between it sounds the two, like it's blue, but they it, had it, like a, they had an orange one too, I think. But I think between was, yeah. the two, I I'm going green. Like yeah, I think it was only green and orange. Um, but I was pretty cool. It's a pretty awesome album, and like that's pretty much where my money goes. It's usually, it's the local yeah. music. So <laughs> yeah, and and honestly, I mean the 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 music itself uh, in this, I could I could listen to all day it's just chill it's one of those things like on a sunny just lay on the couch and just jam yeah. with some music like it, exactly yeah just kind of light a an incense or a, or a candle or something have the the breeze flowing through the house i thought you were gonna say light up something else which no okay what i was talking weed oh yeah <laughs> i was thinking just what? keep it smooth and i got chill. weeds out in the in the garden yeah, weeds pretty bad what, what are you talking about here yeah weeds <laughs> 
but yeah, it's uh, it's just super chill. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, and and I'm really grateful to uh, to yeah have been introduced to this now because it I, is. I have no. I wish I would have known about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like, like I've been missing out the last. But at the few same years. at the same time, it's like every episode we have a new band. We always discover something new every episode, which well, is that's re- which I really love about the show. Yeah. Like bug moment, like and just some of the other ones we had. Just crib shitter. Yeah, crib shitter's awesome, man. <laughs> Methlehem. I, I still love I still it. laugh about that album. Oh yeah, yeah. Boom goes the vagina. I mean, just really cool. Uh, uh, Interesting but it, and it's funny. just it's every every end of the spectrum is covered by Wisconsin music. It seems like, and this is. Definitely the more professional side of it, but uh, really, really great stuff. And uh, so you can actually catch J.E. Sund uh, coming up here. Um, we've got uh, Appleton, Wisconsin. He's playing, uh, which is a Tuesday, June 20th, Stone Arch, Stone Arch Brew Pub. Great beer, too. Actually, that's um, awesome. That'd be a great show. Hell yeah. He's playing lacrosse uh, at the Root Note. Uh, that's June 24th. That's a Saturday. Um, we've got, uh, Menominee, Wisconsin brewery, Nonick, and that's the 25th. So the very next day, he's oh shit, there. check this one out on July 19th at spring green. You can go and check out house on the rock at the, sh- and go at to the, the shitty, shitty barn. barn after the fact yeah. and go and check them out. That'd be a great show. And, uh, Milwaukee's playing at the anodyne uh, coffee in Walker's point. Uh, that's a great place. That's July 20th. Um, I have seen some incredible music there, including, um, uh, uh, Trapper Shep. Uh, seen him at oh, the Anodyne awesome. Roastery there. Uh, Ford Atkinson Cafe Carp. We you, might. You we mentioned might, that. I actually might be going to this one. Yeah, on, that's, on July twenty first. That's a Friday, July twenty first. Yeah, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, on the July twenty second, playing at UME. Um, there's the Mile of Music uh, Festival in Appleton. He's playing. Um, there's not dates necessarily associated with that one. There's the Mile of Music is like the whole weekend, so uh, the third through the sixth of August. Mile of Music is absolutely incredible. My wife and I have gone to that a few times, and it is fucking cool. And it looks like he actually has some European dates, and actually one of our listeners are from Belgium. Yeah, and uh, we got to recommend this Belgium. one in Brussels um, on October twenty fourth. Botanique Rotonde. <laughs> nice, I like the accent. Yeah. Uh, it was like Spanish, but it was still cool. I'm really not sure it what pretty, I did. <laughs> it was Spaniard, but we still like it. Yeah, but yeah, if our listener in Belgium uh, wants to have a little bit of a Wisconsin experience, um, yeah. definitely go and check that show out in, uh, overseas there. Yeah, absolutely awesome stuff. Um, so we will uh, we will probably be at that cafe carp show. I think we'll be there. Uh, come hell or high water, we're going to try to make that happen. It's so if l- you... it's late Friday night, so I should be able to make it. Yeah. It's not super far for me. It's kind of like the halfway point, I think, probably for us. Yeah, I think it's about halfway for both of us. A lot of my shows uh, the, that Fort... I play are like over in the Fort Atkinson area yeah. as well. So um, I know the path well to get there. Okay, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, and and this time I won't have a, a van full of uh, uh, music equipment clanking around behind us. Feeling like every turn we're just yeah. breaking thousands of dollars of equipment. <laughs> See, that's the hardest part about like a band. We were talking kind of talking about this before the show about how it's literally like having another wife. It is. It's a crazy relationship to be able to have. And like, it, there's so many like dynamics that go into like playing music. You have to learn, you know, the the two or three other people in the bands, like, uh, you know what they what they prefer. You know their their whole musical stylings and like. Because music is such a uh, um, a give and take between the, the 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 different musicians that are playing, it's tough. You know, you you definitely have to learn um, the the other person's you know uh, whole style. It's great. Um, 
we're going to move on to our Wisconsin beverage segment here. And again, this was a, a, a listener suggested Same one who suggested the music, Daniel and Cara. Da- Daniel and Cara. And the, uh, he actually sent a picture of the damn thing, and it is awesome, So first of all. Yeah. Okay, so let's just talk about this a little bit. So yeah. it's Tenuta's Blackberry Old Fashioned Strong Ale. We're yeah, talking about from Lakefront. It's a limited barrel release. aged. Yeah, so we're talking some high ABV here. We got thirteen point four ABV. Hey, that's a kick to the scrote. It's gonna drop. It's gonna drop a bow on your oh, Sunday. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, obviously, like Wisconsin old fashioned. Like, what isn't more Wisconsin than drinking an old fashioned? Yeah, I can't, especially at like a nice supper club. I mean, it's pretty much the only thing you're allowed to order. You and know? do you know anything about Tenuta's? I mean, I know it's a restaurant. I have right? actually never been there. Yeah. I don't know that I have, to be honest with you. Um, I know that people have, have said, oh, yeah, you know, I think they have. Um, it's an Italian restaurant. It, Italian, yeah. And, it and is think, an Italian restaurant. And I think I've seen people come home with, like, take-home containers that are just massive. And what a cool way to collaborate with a business than to make a beer. Yeah, exactly. Russ, um, if you're listening, you get, we still have to make the WDH beer. Oh, yeah, for We've sure. We've been talking about that for a while now. <laughs> yeah, we're we're down. I mean, we would definitely collab on something like that. Um, but yeah, Tenuta's over by uh, Bayview, uh, Clement Avenue. I used to live right over there on uh, on Potter. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I ever made it uh, made it over there. I could have drunk one night. I don't know. I did a lot of walking around in that neighborhood uh, over in Walker's Point and in Bayview. <laughs> you could. There's a good chance on a Friday or a Saturday or a Sunday or possibly even Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, you probably saw me wandering drunk uh, oh, somewhere. Nice. I, I funny story about Bayview is uh I got so trapped I I've said this in a previous podcast but I slept in my trunk nice because I was like so drunk and I it's didn't a really drive. good idea I ended up getting a ticket but at, at, for parking but at, yeah. at the same time at least I didn't get a DUI yeah I, I padded myself in the back I woke up in a pile of sweat in my trunk <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, exactly whatever <laughs> you gotta pile do what you gotta sweat. do you pissed your pants it wasn't pee we man it. it was poop you pooped in your pants oh <laughs> uh, if it was poop that's poop. a watery do yeah but no this one's awesome and like you get the bourbon barrel so you're kind of they're kind of simulating that um the brandy flavor with it right trying to get that like kind of bourbony uh brandy kind of the smokiness from the bourbon barrel they're really you- they really are trying to hit the the booze flavor uh which uh you know like you said you kind of automatically associate with that that brandy old fashioned or you know a, a bourbon old fashioned and and you're not really getting like a super old fashioned it's kind of like i'm getting more of the grain the graininess from it instead sure. of like getting the actual um more kind like of the, the fruit and the, the, yeah, I mean, the fruit. Yeah. Maybe I think the smokiness is kind of taking over more than getting that blackberry flavor out of it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you're kind of getting more of the smokiness from the cask that is probably placed into. Um, all in all, though, it's a great beer. Yeah, I mean it, it's really good. It's it's thirteen point four percent. So honestly, like I, since I have to drive after this, I'm I'm probably not going to have more than a glass here. But yeah. really cool color. Um, kind of a flat. Um, kind of like just a darker brown in coloration. Not over it's carbonated. It's, yeah, it's like it's a, a smooth, smooth, smooth drinking one. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I highly recommend it. And I think it's only limited release. And after um, Daniel sent this over to me, I was like, uh, I might as well just swing by since I'm heading up in the area anyways and yeah. grab one before it's gone just in case. Because we were talking about maybe meeting up and him getting us one and, you know, going to Milwaukee Milkmen game or something, you know, right, just kind right. of meet up. But uh, yeah, I'm glad I did stop because who knows how much longer it's going to be out there. Which yeah, and and you know you can generally find there are uh, there are groups that exist where uh, there's 
um, beer exchanges and things. And, oh, yeah, we've done that, actually. Yeah. Remember that one we had from Canada was the... Um, it was violent the one Femmes about the beer. Violent Femmes. Yeah, yeah, the Violent Femmes beer. So. And so those groups do exist. So these limited releases, somebody's probably got one sitting in their refrigerator or a six-pack or whatever, and they'd be willing to trade you know, certain things. But it, to be fair, it's just a lot easier if you can go and physically pick one up from the retailer itself because... Uh, otherwise, you know, you're, you're out there searching for like a unicorn and, and it's not always easy to do. Um, but like I said, there are groups that exist. So if you're interested in a certain beer that you've maybe heard about in the past, um, go and check those out. Uh, like I said, those groups are, you know, I've seen them on Reddit. I've seen them on, uh, Facebook. Uh, I've even seen them on Twitter. Um, there's, there's plenty of ways that you can find these, Limited release beers, I'm not saying it's the, the easiest task in the world, but um, nonetheless, it's possible. But this one, again, fantastic beer, Lakefront, constantly doing uh, an amazing job. Always doing great collaborations, yeah. too, which I always love. I mean, especially with like things in the city of Milwaukee. Remember we did the one where it was like supporting like different minorities in Milwaukee? Like, yep. It's just cool they do that kind of stuff. There was the, the, the Asian and uh, Pacific Islanders one. Yeah, yeah. Um, LGBT yep, community, yeah. um, just it's it's cool. Like it's just it th- great that they do that to support community. Members. They've done it. They've done a fantastic job for you know, God since probably, 1986 when I was. Born, I was just going to say mean, like, like, like nearly 40 years at this point. Yeah, it's, it's oh, an amazing. Fuck, job. Don't say that, but it's fucking nuts, man. I don't want to talk about it. I'm, o- I'm only a few. I'm only two years behind you. I, I always tell people 86 and like Jesus. I'm like that's a long. It's it's like yeah. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, not, I'm not happy about it, you know? Yeah, you're approaching it, man. It is okay. It is crazy Yeah. to think about it, though. Like, literally 20 years of my life are just a blank. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? Like, it just because of working and stuff, it just goes by, like, autopilot. It's you just, work the best years of your life. I know. That's the thing that sucks. Yeah. Like, my like mid- Jay's son says, am I doing it right? I don't Dude, know. My mid twenties were like the prime of my life, and I had to work because I got out of college and I just started working. And it's like, man, I should be enjoying this. Should just be yeah. a poor homeless dude and like partying every night. But that's the and, thing. Instead, but then now, your resume looks like shit. Yeah, right. What were They're you like, doing? Oh, what were you doing for this period of twenty five years? And you're like, I don't know. Professional drinking. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was homeless for a, a good portion of time, and then I met somebody, and I was living with them for a while. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was couch surfing. Yeah. And, I actually had a really nice uh, one bedroom closet uh, at one point. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it's it is crazy. Like I always, I, and I was talking about someone with this. Wouldn't it be nice, like if you signed on a contract with a company that they pay you more in your younger days so you can actually enjoy it, mm-hmm. and less as you get older? Because you know, sure. you know what I mean. But you'd have to sign like a contract. Wouldn't that be nice though? Because like you yeah. get you get more money because you get the experience and when you're f- old and crotchety. And, and only four days a week. Come on, can we can we can <laughs> yeah. we finally put this That'd in be place? Nice. Yeah, I mean, that'd be great. I work. 410s but yeah, actually but it, it ends up being more like 412s because I sometimes put so many you extra work, hours in sometimes you work fridays yeah sometimes i have to work fridays too. i'm just saying i think more companies i think the, the whole country should adopt this idea because i just need a little more time to just on the weekend for myself just to come back from it all and man. i don't mean to drink more and to be more debaucherous i'm just saying like recovery you know i, I just need <laughs> Before I go back to work, I just need a few more, you know, hours of of rest, relaxation, some time to do the house chores without knowing that, you know, I've got to I've got to go back to or the we, grind. You know? Or we could just adopt the Norway system where it's thirty six hours. Like that, that'd be all yeah. right. I could handle that. I could do that. I could do it. 
I could do it right now. I, me too. I'm going to do it right now. I'm just going to do it right now. I'll probably get fired, I'm going to right try now. it. <laughs> <laughs> Be like George Costanza. Um, awesome stuff, man. Uh, yeah, definitely go and check this one out. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure if you can get it anywhere else. I obviously, I just went to Lakefront since I'm so close. Just I, go and see Russ Clish and see if he'll yeah, give you one. Yeah, for sure. He's probably got one. Hey, hey bud. Hey, I mean, buddy. I, <laughs> hey, pal. Hey, buddy, Russ. Uh, Mr. Russ. I still find it cool that we had him on the podcast. Like, it was just really yeah. cool that we got that he had took the time to want yeah. to talk to us. Yeah, that was before he knew exactly what we were doing. And then, Maybe. And then he heard Crib Shitter, and he was like, oh, shit. He heard these guys Cousins are, Tugs, and he's he like, heard, I'm out. He heard <laughs> Cousins Tugs, and he's like, I'm got taking a hike, bud. But uh, let's, let's jump in. We've got uh, some, some more stuff here uh, for you. It's called How Many Locals You Work. Hit that intro. Grab a seat, gather around, join us for a chat. How many locos you have? All right, folks, you know what that means. It's time for the locos article. And actually, we got a wrestler today coming in. <laughs> Big Boss Man the Cop versus a man, yeah, from, a, a, man. <laughs> a man from Arcadia. Versus a man. A 30-year-old yeah. Arcadian man. Yeah, so we do have a 30-year-old Arcadia man. He's accused of injuring two Onalaska police officers during... An October twenty second drunk driving arrest. So it was it was a tag team versus one guy. Yeah, go and, in, Officer Jones, get him. And and hey, you know <laughs> that that's what Liquid Courage does to you, you know. So this thirty year old was charged Friday in Lacrosse County Circuit Court with two felony counts of causing injury to an officer while resisting arrest and misdemeanor counts of third offense drunk driving. So we've got the trace. Uh, third offense operating with a prohibited alcohol content uh, and criminal damage to property. Uh, just want to make sense of this really quick for you. The misdemeanor count of third offense drunk driving and the third offense operating with a prohibited alcohol content. Those are essentially the same things. One will always be canceled out. Generally, the courts say they we'll throw, throw out shit the PAC. at you. Yeah, yeah, they throw shit at you because they can. They, they keep the one more serious one. Right. That's what they usually charge you. So the the drunk driving arrest will will be there, but the PAC uh, will be thrown out in court. So he's got the causing injury to an officer while resisting arrest. Plus, he's got the drunk driving and then criminal damage to property. Those are the things that are probably going to stick pretty heavy on this. Uh, on this one, but according to the criminal complaint, Onalaska police uh, responded to a call around 10.45 p.m., um, an eastbound vehicle on Interstate 90 that cut off another vehicle nearly caused a crash. Um, police observed the vehicle traveling 50 miles per hour in a 70 mile per hour zone and operating without headlights or taillights. That'll get you. You know, the nothing, 50 miles per hour wasn't super nothing, serious, but... Nothing to stick out like a sore so, fucking thumb by going really slow and not having your headlights or taillights. Yeah. I mean, that's going to... Especially at 1045, almost 11 o'clock, you know. Um, those are things you're going to need. The driver was identified, and uh, he was described as uncooperative during the stop. The complaint says he refused a field sobriety test, but he did submit to a preliminary breath test. Um he did ask if I pass, will you let me go? Uh, he unfortunately <laughs> recorded a breath, t- uh, uh, alcohol, uh, of 0.214. This, this officer, that's not passing. This officer had the perfect, he could have did the Gandalf quote too. You shall not pass. You shall not pass. Uh, so 
Okay. <laughs> Let's see what happens here. Here comes here comes a wrestling match. Let's go. The, the yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the thirty year old reportedly dropped to the ground as police attempted to place him under arrest and actively resisted attempts to handcuff. The big boss man um, tried. They're really wrestling here. They're on the ground. He's got him in a grapple. Um, After the police put the 30-year-old in the squad car, he slammed his head into a plexiglass divider and cracked it. Damn. They did not say if he cracked the plexiglass or his face. A headbutt to the back back window towards the cops. What's going on here? He hit him with a steel chair. Um, He complained that he couldn't breathe and was taken to the Mayo Hospital. Um the complaint also says that the 30-year-old yelled and screamed at a hospital staff and demanded that his handcuffs be removed. Uh, after he was medically cleared, it took about five officers to transport Dang. him to La Crosse County Jail. During the trip, he attempted to wedge his head uh, on the floorboard behind the driver's seat so police couldn't remove him from the vehicle. Dang, dude, that would hurt. Police determined that it was far too dangerous to do a blood draw on this guy, so they did not. Um, two officers reported uh, sustaining back pain during attempts oh, to subdue come the guy. On, dude. Uh, La Crosse County Assistant District Attorney Megan Gomez asked for a $2,500 cash bond. Um, she said that the uh, the driver actually had a Georgia driver's license uh, and six convictions in <laughs> Texas where his Dang. previous two drunk driving offenses occurred. Holy smokes. Um, they did end up setting the cash bail at $1,000. So what do we got here? We got thirty year old man, third OWI point two one four, freaking headbutt to the plexiglass. Yeah, tried Bra- to wedge his brain underneath took, the seat. He did two to, couple backdrops somehow. He like, yeah, he fucking DDT'd the shit. He he fucking broke a lumbar. Yeah, <laughs> he fucking ripped a lumbar. He out. snapped. <laughs> he snapped a cop's neck, I think, but. Yeah, it's just, uh, wow, I mean, putting up this much of a fight, man. Who is this guy? Fucking Steven Seagal? Yeah, you know who is I mean? this guy? Stone Cold Steve... Steven Seagal. Yeah. <laughs> Stone Cold Steven, Steven Seagal. Seagal. <laughs> Neck chops all around. Yeah, yeah. Fucking rowdy roddy here. This guy, is, um, he's a real force to be reckoned with, it seems. He should probably stop drinking. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, for sure. I mean, start. it obviously turns him into a pretty bad dude. It I guess turns him say. into <laughs> fucking Hulk Chogan. Hulk Chogan. That's awesome. Yeah, not good. Um, he looks like a pretty tough dude, too. Like, if you, like, see the mugshot, he's like, he doesn't give a shit, dude. Definitely had acne problems as a kid. I can see some acne scars. Um, I will say... I, I have an idea of where I'm at here. So we got 30-year-old fighting man, swerving, no headlights, going under the speed limit, which is kind of a first. With no headlights. Yeah, he wallflowered his ass <laughs> yeah, into jail. <laughs> Jacob Dylan. Jacob Dylan. This yeah. guy's for you. But no, I mean, I think I have a number here. Do you? I have an idea of where I think I want to point two one four is like, that's great that you that's have. That's kind of more of you the got telling. The, yeah, you got the factual information here. Yeah. So. And the fact that he's still kind of coherent enough to fight yeah, is the I, other thing. I think I got it. You want to go three, two, one? Yeah. Three, yeah. two, one, fourteen. 16. Okay, okay, close. Yeah. I, th- I think we'll go 15 loco. I think that's I could, fair because he's not quite the 16 loco. But right. Like, he, like, I think that's a good number. I think for, for, a, for a, a younger man who is decent at drinking, if you were to pound this many four locos you'd probably still have the ability to be at least this combative um any more for four loco i think he's probably less combative and just you know go with the flowish 
But, you know, you know his antics though. Like he has to join the DWF, Driving While Fucked League yeah. of Wrestling. Yeah. And like, I mean, he took a five on one, dude. This guy could beat the any DWWF. Cage match. <laughs> <laughs> the DWF. <Yeah. laughs> this guy could take on five officers, have five boss man type dudes in there, and just like have this guy unleashed. Fucking Vince, Vince McMahon doesn't even know what to do with this guy. They're yeah, like, dude, he'd fuck Vince up too. Yeah, he would. Fuck you, and bud. Shane. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying. I think the 15 mark is probably <laughs> pretty Shane, good dude. on this one. <laughs> yeah, Shane <laughs> McMahon, man. You're fucking take down Shane and Vince. Dude. Yeah, he's gonna really do it. And Stephanie. Oh, he'd beat Steph, dude. Stephanie McMahon. He'd probably take out Triple H. At a point two one four, he's hitting anything, dude. Oh, yeah, he's gonna headbutt. He's, he's dude, gonna, he can break plexiglass with his head. He's gonna fuck some. He's gonna up. try like hell to take on the Undertaker, and that's a bad idea. That's a bad <laughs> idea. <laughs> oh. You're about to get fucking choke slammed to hell. That's probably the, the <laughs> from beating Kane to swerving lanes. Yeah, this guy will fuck your ass up. This guy's gonna take you down. All right, fifteen local Eric Law and Order's biatch. All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home.